0: yesterday was Monday and Monday was Memorial Day I am fresh back from uh story week hooray hooray I had a good dog on time let me tell you I love going to story week uh, because I just interact with the most interesting people and uh and we t- we hone the fine art the, the skill of fine art telling of stories and the way that we use stories to sort of do all manner of things, and so, so it was great. We were at the chest, we were in Chester, Connecticut, and it was beautiful. I wish the weather was warmer, but it was beautiful. Uh, I met some amazing people, uh, life changing. Uh, I come back with the word threshold <laughs> that means so, so, so many things to so many people. Uh, but that I think that was the The overarching theme. Uh, I've crossed over some thresholds, like I've really crossed over some thresholds, and there is no going back. So I'm excited about all that stuff. Harry Jones got a new knee. (laughs) He got a new knee and he came through the operation beautifully. Thank you all for asking me about him. He is well, I'm sure, being curmudgeonly at the house, um, you know, probably trying to run a 5K. Uh, so soon you know Harry determined but I have that same determination so I understand it so I'm not going to chastise him too much but I know Harry you need to get somewhere and sit your ass down periodically and stop trying to you know put so much on that new knee let it heal let yourself heal so <laughs> thanks Noah for riding shotgun while Harry's away recuperating while he is recovering and uh Paul Bass is on his way over to uh I want to say Ward 26 they've got a special election I think it's the Daryl Brackeen seat uh that has opened up and so uh, some folks are running over there uh to uh make their vote count and uh so there you go um so that's that part uh there was a shooting uh yesterday or Saturday uh Yesterday, sometime over the weekend, here in my neighborhood, a 16-year-old boy was shot. Um, was shot, and I, you know, as I was walking to sit to sit in my studio right here, I, you know, walking from my bedroom through the kitchen to get here, uh, I was thinking about um, how these young people take take such drastic measures for for rifts and beefs. That are just momentary, you know. They make these life-changing decisions that are just momentary, that 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 the that the issue is momentary, because I'm sure when they get to the heart of why this person was killed, it is something so ridiculous and small and petty uh, that uh that is going to have a lifetime of repercussions for both families, you know. The one the the, the person that did the shooting. And the person that was shot and killed uh, is going to be life altering repercussions. And these young people don't understand death is final for 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 a momentary petty, you know, whatever, whatever the beef is. It's momentary, you know, so you're going to you're going to be sitting in a jail cell and and a, and a couple of years in, you're going to be like, I really did that. You're going to grow up, and you're going to be different, and your mind is going to change, and you're going to learn a few things, and you're not going to be able to move about because this this momentary lapse in judgment um, that seemed all powerful in the moment, but in the end isn't, is destroying you and your family. You know, conflict resolution skills are necessary and real and, uh, and are the cornerstone of any diplomacy. And if we're not teaching diplomacy to kids, I, cause I, I think, you know, when I see all these kinds of things happen, I think there is, that there, there is a real design for it to happen. You know, that we create the conditions and the environments for it to happen. That's how I feel. So anyway, we'll speak more on that later. Maybe I'll get somebody in here the next couple of weeks to talk about this. Uh, At 10 o'clock, though, 10 o'clock, 10.15, uh, I've got the folks from Shimmer coming on. Shimmer, you might ask, is a musical that is headed uh, to Broadway and uh and i'm quite interested in this uh cuz it's a musical and uh it's a uh, it's hosted by the midnight oil collective as part of a 2023 yale innovation summit's first ever arts track and it's in partnership with yale Schwarzman center um who is providing the venue and the production resources and and long wharf theater providing support with casting and logistics. So anyway, it's a 21 piece cast and a seven person production team uh, under the direction of Jess McCloud, uh, who was the resident director of Chicago's production of Hamilton and is currently the Woolly Mammoth resident director. So more than third, one, a third of the cast are New Haven folks. So that includes Dr. Albert Lee, who is the associate pro- professor and director of Equity, Belonging, and Student Life at Yale School of Music in the leading role? So it's uh, it's set in McCarthy era New York. Uh, Shimmer interrogates America's history of discrimination and draws parallels between this era and contemporary American life, upending the tropes of film noir pulp fiction, and set pieces of mid-century America by positioning a Black man and a queer Jewish woman as emblematic Americans. So the story is set before uh, the advent of the collective revolutionary movement of the 1960s. Aspiring Black playwright Calvin Byfield and tenacious reporter Sylvia uh, Gulombowski both learned the hard way that though promised, their American dream was not available to them. So throughout the story, Schulman reframes our understanding of the blacklist to show how racial and sexual discrimination create their own ongoing exclusions and how the politics of treachery affect the most intimate relationships. And, and this is a musical. <laughs> So they got to be on today and tomorrow unpacking this thing because this is big. And the fact that it's here in New Haven, which New Haven has a long standing history of stuff coming here before it goes to Broadway. You know, you come, you work it out, and then you take it to Broadway. Um, So, so there's that part of it. So, so because it's such a big thing, big production on a lot of levels um, I've got some folks on today. And then I've got some folks on uh, uh monday so today i got a uh, uh oh i'll pull it up i'll get to it before they get on but they're coming on three of them powerhouses and then and then some folks tomorrow to to wrap it all up so so two days of shimmer and then the production is i think uh oh this week thursday i think i think that's right or the seven, I think it's next week. Anyway, I'll get it straight now. But anyway, they're coming out at 1015 Shimmer. First part. And uh, and I I'm so looking forward to, to talking to them because y'all know I love a good musical. But this this is more than just a musical. This got this got a uh, social justice implications all over it. I I don't know how you sing your way through this stuff, but I we will see. <laughs> we going we're gonna see. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm readily looking forward to it. So, oh, I could tell you. So, Pulitzer Prize-winning composer and the Shimmer uh, librettist Anthony Davis, the Guggenheim Fellow playwright and Shimmer author Sarah Schulman, and uh, the CEO of Midnight Oil Collective Francis Pollack. Now, I, I want to hear how they got together. Did they walk into a bar and say, "You know what? After a couple of drinks, you know what we need." We need a social justice musical. So that's that's going to be the conversation at 1015. So if you're up for it, tune in or stay tuned in, because I know some of y'all are tuned in now. But if you're up for it, stay tuned in uh, 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 so we could talk about this and unpack this, because I'm excited. Plus, y'all know I love a good production. And I love a good production that sings. So there's that. So I, I listen, I'm in a very good place. I'm feeling pretty good, even though that LSAT looms. <laughs> oh my God, it lo- it looms, but I- I'm doing intensive studies leading up to it. So there's that. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh I feel pretty good. I think I'm gonna take it again in August and uh just get into it uh more, gives me more time to study and get a better handle. I mean, I, I don't I don't feel confident, but I feel confident. I'm going to take it. I'm not afraid. I just know I I don't, I didn't like to, I'm learning how to take this test more and more each day. And the more that I learn, the more excited I get, you know, but I feel like I don't have enough time getting to June. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So uh, I'm good. So anyway, before I went to story week, uh, some mess jumped off with somebody who I, I used to consider a friend. I no longer consider a friend. And uh, and if his girlfriend is listening, uh, I I don't care. Uh, I, I I consider him a friend. He's no longer my friend. He's just somebody I used to know uh, because some stuff jumped off that just was, just was just, just was wild to me. And and I and I've been thinking about this. Not a whole lot of thinking, like not lamenting it because I didn't cross the threshold. But I but I know that they periodically listen. or she listens because. That's the level of insecurity that she operates from, uh, with him, uh, about him, through him, to him, and, and I and I I don't get it. So and then he, you know he comes at me uh, uh, as white men often do uh, when they feel challenged. You know and and it's and it's irrational on a lot of levels, and uh, and I you know there's no space. I, I'm not this is why I'm saying this now because I'm not holding any more space for this level of bullshit. It's just, that's just what it is. And uh, I'm going to leave it right there. And uh, I I wish them everything, all the happiness and all the, you know, they, listen, my grandmother used to say, you know what? People deserve what they, they deserve who they with. (laughs) Because you know what? You just lost a good friend to me. And and I don't I don't say that facetiously. I don't say that with a whole lot of ego. I say that because I value friendship so deeply that my friends understand that I ride for them no matter what. And he was my friend, and and he and he didn't treat me as if I was his friend. And no matter how much he tried to gaslight or make up some contrary competing story because of this new love interest of his, uh, I I'm just not with it. So you know what. Now that you're done being nigger curious, and and I and that's and I'm saying that accurately, you're nigger curious. It's over. So now go be go be white in all the spaces that you could be white and privileged and of means. Go go be do that and be in that, and and stop. Don't don't talk to me. That's it. So so I'm good. So that's where I'm leaving that. It's over. I wish Harry was here because I could tell Harry the whole story. But I'll wait to ha- no, I I I it may come up when Harry comes back in a few weeks. It may or it may not. I'll just leave it at that. So anyway, uh that's where we are. So but I'm good because threshold. <laughs> but I want I want but I wanted to, I just wanted to put a bow on it. Uh, cause y'all see me go through this whole thing of heartbroke, heartbreak, the whole thing. And then feeling better and feeling better, and then hopeful. Now I'm not hopeful. Now it's done. So, bo on it. It's over. So, anyway, so I'm waiting for Paul to check in because he's going to be at somebody's at the vote at the voting place. I think I want to say Ward 26, because I think that's Dale Brackeen's Ward. And so, uh, there's some folks running, I guess. Uh, I don't know how many people are running. I know Amy Marks is running. But you know, they gotta have a special election. You know how these things go. Um uh because he he uh stepped down from his seat to pursue other other things. So so the seat is vacant, so they gotta fill it because you know you can't have uh you can't not have representation. So uh so I uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh it's May flew by. I mean, just listen. Last month this time, I, I was in Marrakesh. <laughs> I mean, this month, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, last month this time, April 30th, I was I was already in Marrakesh. I probably was on, in the hot air balloon ride by this point. <laughs> like, I was already in Marrakesh, right? Getting ready for my birthday, which will be a month come uh, Thursday. I believe Thursday. Thursday. So I listen. It time has flown. No Friday. Friday will be uh, June second. So that'd be a month from my my birthday. I I will have been sixty a whole full month. (laughs) Who who knew? (laughs) Who would have guessed? So that's pretty. That's still pretty exciting. Like I'm still I'm still in the Marrakesh vibe. So glad I went. It was such. And people are still buzzing about it in town, which is nice. Because hopefully other people will be inspired to go to uh Jean uh Jeanine, uh uh Thompson. Uh Jeanine Thompson. And uh because I think uh uh it's it's well worth your time and effort to go. It's a beautiful space. It 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 does feel like being home, like you like when you get there, you're home. That's a that's a nice feeling to have when you go stay at a place. So I'm hoping, uh, uh, so, so I get to, I get to celebrate it all over again on June 2nd. Let me look at the photos again. And I, uh, for my profile picture on my social media sites, I put, I put me in my, my, my fancy couture dress. <laughs> Thank you, Naja. It's, it's just, even, even the pictures of that dress, you see movement and the shimmer. Ha ha ha. See what I did there. And it, it just, it just floats. This dress just floats just floats it's beautiful it floats uh and I, i'm dying to find another place to wear i don't know i don't know where you wear another dress like like i don't know where you wear this dress too like where do i get to go where i can wear this dress i don't i don't know but i'm putting it in the universe in case something jumps up and then i can put it on again you know it's like it's like one of those things you have a wedding dress do you do you get to wear it again like what happens so anyway good morning paul bass what's the word on the street
1: Okay, waiting to see you here for some reason. Is that Before, Babs? Yeah, that's Babs.
0: Hi, Babs. Good, good, morning, Babs. good morning, Good
2: morning. Yeah, I I
1: hey, y'all. So, Babs, can you see me because I can't no, see on, you?
2: Can yeah,
3: I can, can see, see, you. see you. Just
2: step where you're not going
3: to get on Okay, I'll do this. I'll do this.
1: So we're outside Ward Twenty Six polling. There's an election today, Babs. Did you know that?
0: I, I know. I was talking about it a few minutes ago.
1: And can you see us because I can't see you? I so see. I, I see
0: them. my good girlfriend right there, Miss. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, doctor. (laughs) We we can hear you. Okay, there we go. Good morning. Okay, so we
1: got Sharon this morning.
3: Good morning. (laughs) Good Good morning, Dr. Sharon. I see you. Good morning, Ms. Beth. I'm blessed and highly favored. How are you? I'm Same.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sharon's doing double duty this morning at Davis Street School. She had two jobs since I've been here, and I've only been here a few minutes. So, but first I want to say, what's the word on the street today, sir?
3: The word on the street is to come out and vote. If you're in New Haven, vote, and live in Ward 26 over here. We need you to come out and vote. We're having a special election today for uh, Ward, Coach, uh, Ward, Ward Alders. I'm doing so much today for Ward Alders because our Alder Darrow has left, and now we're oh we have an opening. So, come on out. And I have to put a plug in. Come on out and vote for Amy.
1: So we have a Democrat and Republican here, believe it or not. Even though it's not New Haven, we do. So have there's a Republican, Republican, Republican running. I Josh didn't know Evan We had Hogan. those. We can... right there. Maybe we'll put them on at the end. I and didn't we know got we Amy Martin's a Democratic Haven. candidate, re- and, and they haven't said anything mean about each other since we got here. No. And I don't think I don't he's think he's they have right. since the election started, which is kind of nice. But Sharon also had some other duty this morning. Where were you? Just you weren't in voting just now.
3: No. So what I had to do was one of my favorite jobs since Glammy is here at the school. Glammy got to take her two wonderful granddaughters to school today. Was an awesome double duty for me today. So So excited and they're excited to know that Glammy's gonna be at their school all day. He
1: said glammy not Grammy.
3: Glammy. Tell me about Glammy. Glammy is because I am too young and cute to be Granny. So I am glamma or glammy.
1: G L A M M Y. Yes, no
3: double, Glam- glamorous grandmother. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, glamorous grandmother. Oh, I love that. Yes.
1: So now, do you do this often when they come and then you walk them in? Or yes.
3: That- if we're out here doing election time and I'm here, I get the honor of walking them in. And they love it, and I love it even more.
1: So you got two two granddaughters.
3: I have actually three, but one's in high school, and I have two grandsons, but they don't go to this school.
1: So that was Nora was one of them?
3: Nora is my um the baby. She's in pre-K and Ferris in the
1: fifth grade. Saw Farrah. Uh,
3: F-A-R-R-A-H. Oh,
1: okay. And then what was that like bringing them in this election? To tell them anything about the voting yes, going they, on? Yes,
3: they know about Cleamy e and that she's involved in politics. They like to know that my name is in paper because Amy has my name on her flyers. So they understand that to make our neighborhood better, that we have to, as young as they are, be involved, make sure that our streets are safe for them to play. The parks are kept well so they can play and grow up in a great neighborhood. Did you really
1: talk about that when you went in?
3: Um, well, we've talked about it over the weeks because of Amy outvoting us, making phone calls, and they know that Glammy's involved in politics.
1: Do they see, I know Glammy, every time there's election, I see you out working, you're award coach here. It's been for as long as I know. Yes. Have they seen that before?
3: they've seen it. The baby's only, she's just three, so she just started, but my older grandchildren have known from, since day one, what I do, for the, that they know that their grandmother and their great-grandmother have all been out here working for equality for them and everyone
1: who walks the streets. And is so, that in your mind now when you're working, so it's a sleepy election, a, ward, a special election for ward. award, you're not going to get many voters.
3: It's It's sleepy, but We've had a pretty good turnout. We've, we've walked the streets, Amy and her son and all the workers. We've walked the streets. Our board has been doing their best. It's going to be slow because it's a special election. Well, the question
1: I was going to ask is, do you still have that in your mind? when You talked about your grandchildren and why you're involved in politics and the message you want them to know about how you do it because you want a better world for them, equality, better schools, that kind of stuff. Is that in your mind when you're doing the less glamorous work for Glammy, unlike getting voters' names, going door <laughs> to door, making the calls, writing down who voted?
3: It it it's painful because sometimes the arthritis want to jump in. But yes, it's always on our mind, no matter what. Is everything is not glamorous. And if you want to do something and make things happen, sometimes it has to hurt a little bit.
1: But you're still glammy.
3: But I'm still glad, even
1: when you're going on the door, even
3: when I'm going door to door, which is not all the time.
1: <laughs> Bab, do you have any questions for Sharon before we go? Now, I know you're different yeah. sororities, yeah. No,
0: I, yeah, that's all right. We, we still that's divine nine, nine sister. that's right. Divine nine, we are divine nine. So, so, so you're back in uh Amy, Amy Marks. Why does Amy Marks want this damn job? Ooh. Well. <laughs> Amy Marks and I have been together
3: for the last 10 years. She's my sister from another mother. And we got thrown together through Daryl. We were blessed to be put together through Daryl. And I believe Amy Marks is the person for the job. We've been doing this for 10 years as co-chair people together. We've been doing this. We've gotten together snow brigades and we've gotten out and shoveled yetis. the people. you call of the Yetis. The Yetis, right. We've shoveled out people. We've worked in the park. We're people who care. we lived in this neighborhood forever. We have children we're bringing up in this neighborhood. We really care. And I think Amy would be the great person to take Daryl's spot. And I'm going to still be her co-chair, and we're going to find someone else to work with us. So we'll still be the three dynamic people in
1: this area. Now, Babs, do you want me to break form? Would you like to meet the two people running? Or should we save that yeah, for an later? Yeah, let
0: Let's meet them. Josh, we out meet? here.
1: <laughs> We're live on radio. Okay. This is Joshua Van Hosen. He's run for office. How you doing Sorry. Ah, that's okay. He's the Republican understand. candidate, not a Trumper. He's a never Trumper.
3: Absolutely. Did Clinton and <laughs> Biden, and will most likely be Biden again, given what the Republicans keep on putting up this year.
1: That's kind of early to say that. Yeah, well, so far there. Tim Scott, Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> or-
0: I was I mean, voting for Tim Scott. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> so, Babs, you have any questions for Josh? I got to interview him for the Indy. This is what's live it, What's day. it
0: like being the lone Republican? Like, there's not you many know, it's, of you alike like out there.
3: <laughs> it, it's an uphill battle, but, you know, luckily, Amy and I are very friendly, so it's not like it's been, you know, a tenacious competition. We're just out there discussing policy and trying to solve the issues of the New Haven residents.
1: They're, they're co-chairs of the community management team.
3: Okay. Oh, yeah. We, we, we go back a bit. So there's no bad blood between us.
1: So I want to tell you something. I want to show you Josh's um sign. It says, Vote Van Hoosen. I'm sorry, Hoosen? Yeah, Vote Van Hoosen. Boring but prudent policy. And then his other sign is about bringing ordinances in the 21st century, tax incentives for ADU construction, you know, mother-in-law apartments, and healthy budgeting for sustainable cost of living. How does that hit you, Babs? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. If he, if he was a Republican, I would like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> See, but, and here's the thing that always cracks me up.
3: So I've heard for a number of years at this point that we need You know, if only we had more moderate Republicans, if only, you know, there were more people who were, you know, reasonable policy. All, all it takes is you folks's vote to make that happen. Like I, I cross party lines for better policy. You know,
0: everyone else can do the same yeah, so, we, you can trust us. We can't trust y'all.
1: <laughs> Josh is also on the city plan commission. And Baz, before we say good morning uh, to Amy, any other questions for Josh?
0: No, good luck, Josh. Good, I, it's refreshing. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks right.
3: for covering uh, the election today. All
1: right, let me see if Amy's available. Amy's talking to an elderly voter. Would you like to say, oh, a young voter? A young voter.
2: Hey, hey Babs. Nice hey to see Amy, how are you? To nice you. to see you. I'm meeting with uh Alder family right now. Uh Alder wife, Chaz, and his
0: newest gorgeous baby. Oh, yes, that- yes. I, I saw that baby in, in utero on the vineyard last summer. So there you go. There
1: we go. We
2: have
0: glamma. We have glamma giving her some
2: eggs. Uh-oh.
0: Sharon's glamma to everybody.
1: So do you have any questions for Amy about her campaign?
0: Amy, why do you want this gig? Why do you why do you want to serve in this capacity?
2: Sure, sure. Can I just step away where it's a little quieter? I'm intrigued by the conversation in my right ear. And I can't concentrate. Um, I just be honored to serve. I've been on Daryl's leadership team, Alder Brett King's leadership team, for about a decade. I love our neighborhood. I think we live in the greatest neighborhood and the greatest small city in America. I just I love New Haven. I love Westville. I love uh, having being able to meet and build community, I think Sharon probably mentioned that, came on as ward co-chair for Daryl when Sharon ten years, and I, 10 years ago, Sharon and I had backed different candidates. Um, I had backed Justin Elliker when he ran against, you know, former Mayor Harper against, you know, Tony Harper when she had won her first election. And Daryl said, we really need to award it split about 50-50. We need to come together. And we did. And being involved in neighborhood politics has so expanded my life and my family's life. Just Beyond, beyond, I could have ever imagined. Um, I have family now. I have family. I have friends. I have neighbors. I have community in a way that I hadn't before. And I would love to continue to build that community and grow that community and share that experience with others in the neighborhood. So obviously, policy matters. Care a lot about all the issues, you know, on the doors, living in the neighborhood. You know, we certainly know what people care about. What is the big issue? I mean, the issues fall into two two different. Buckets, You know, on the doors, you just hear a ton about constituent services. You know, people feel like they're paying taxes and they want to be able to get their, get their, you know, what they need from the city. So curbs, tree limbs, Mm -hmm. um, paving, you know, that's the number one thing that everyone talks about. But, of course, if you dig deeper beyond sort of what's the immediate concern that you want to ask at the door, that's sort of, you know, your immediate ask. We all care about education. We care about safety. We care about, you know, the 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 fiscal state of the city you know what i look forward to doing is joining the board of alders it is a a um a group of extremely experienced politicians who have been doing this for a very long time i hope to come in humble i hope to come in and listen i hope to come in and learn and then i hope to contribute um you know my own perspective um, based on both our neighborhood's perspective and my own personal experience here in new haven
1: so josh writes software for nonprofits amy is a legal aid attorney She's led the fight on uh, lead paint, stuff like that. So we got, a, we got a nice nice scene out here on Davis. She, Babs, you don't have any intel on when roses are tiring, do you? No. Okay, I just wondered. <laughs> I have no,
2: I have no, I have no other ambitions than to be a uh, an alder. I, 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 re- I really, I really mean ha- no. I'm just saying, I'm just oh, saying, I, I'm just okay. saying that I just really wanna, I just really wanna be an alder. I, 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 love, love, love my day job. That's my day job. I'm wearing a different hat. I'm on leave for the day today, um, and I just, you know, look forward to trying out this other hat and seeing, you know, how it works with, with, you know, with the rest of my life and seeing if I can contribute in a meaningful way. I hope I can. And I hope to add um, add just, you know, my energies to helping our neighborhoods.
1: Babs, any other questions? Should we leave them back to the crowd swarming Listen. into Davis Street School to vote today?
0: Good good luck, Amy Marks.
2: Good luck. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Okay, Josh,
1: Sharon, Amy, and Paul signing off from Davis Street School on Word on the Street and WNHH-FM New Haven's home for community radio.
0: Thank you, Paul. See, that see this is this is this is how you know you care about community because when you run for off, local office for your neighborhood um that's how that's how stuff gets done that you know serving at that level is 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 huge but it it is shows your care and commitment to your community you know you could you could leave it to other people but sometimes you got to get in the race. You know, sometimes you got to walk into the arena. (laughs) So that's what it it requires it. Uh, So, you know, if you care about your community, it's not a spectator sport. You got to get in there to ensure uh, uh, that a difference can be made. And uh, a high five to the lone moderate Republican cat. (laughs) You don't got a chance, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I, I like the way you talk. See, if they have more Republicans like him, right, see, what they need to do is a groundswell of those kinds of Republicans to take back the Republican Party. Because for me, it's not enough to say you're anti trumper what, what are you doing about that? Are you talking to your other fellow Republicans about how crazy and wrong that is to support that fool? Because if you're not doing that, what are you doing? It's not enough for you to just stand up there and say, I'm not I'm not one of those Republicans. Well, you're a Republican. The, the common denominator is you're a Republican. So, so I'm just going to lump you in with the stupid unless you are doing some background work to help talk to your, you know, crazy Republican people and and get them to have a change of heart and mind. Otherwise, you're just making noise. Cuz that's just not enough to say. And and I think that would make a difference in a town like New Haven because I think we could separate out, you know. But but the overarching thing is, you know, I I just feel like Republicans just are on the wrong side of things often. And uh, I don't know how to, I don't know how they will themselves. I don't know how they reel themselves into doing the right thing, but I digress. (laughs) I'm going to leave it alone. So, but they got a wonderful day to be out at the polls. The weather is nice. I don't know what the, I don't know what the voting numbers are in Ward 26. Like, I don't know if they're a high voting ward, because um, I know when I was a older, uh my ward, twenty-eight, was a high my old ward, twenty-eight was a high voting ward. Uh, meaning lots of people came out and voted more more than one of the high higher voting uh wards in the in the city. So so I don't know if other people uh I, I don't know what twenty sixes uh voting record is. I would imagine if I went to the New Haven Independent uh Uh, They probably would show if they are a a high voting ward or not. Um, So, so yeah, special election today. It's a good day for that. So, and you know, honestly, I will say this. I like when other people are uh, uh, in running. I I don't like, I don't like blowouts. I I like a, 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 I I like a, a, a fight. You know, I like people to to get wrestled r- wrestle with uh, uh a vote. <laughs> I, I like that. You know, I want to see candidates, you know, get into it. Not not in a bad way, but in a in a very in a in a real way. So you know, oh there's somebody else uh running running for office in uh Fairhaven. Okay, uh Frank Redante Jr. Is uh, uh, gonna make a run. He put his papers in on Friday. Uh, Michelle Lee Rodriguez is, is the incumbent. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Ernie Santiago is the incumbent. Okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. Whew, that's a lot. Uh, Let's see. Oh, there's a there's a piece. I'm over at the New Haven Independence site. Follow along. Um uh there's a, a piece up on uh the young Mr. Isaac Bloodworth. Um uh Isaac Bloodworth finds a path for joy. Uh, you know, he's a puppeteer. Graduated from uh Yukon and uh and uh I guess uh, there's a feature of him on the New Haven Independent site. Uh, he's quite talented. I, I think he got a—he's uh, got some artwork around, or or around. So, uh, but anyway, uh, it's nice to see him uh, with the bright lights on him. So that's really nice to see him. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, at the top of the headlines of New Haven Independent is, you know, the 16-year-old shot dead in Newhallville. Oh, they put his name in. His name is in. So I know their parents are dealing with that this morning, which is uh, challenging, right? A 16-year-old Hill House High School sophomore named Mark uh, Mulongo was shot and killed while Sitting in a car on Shelton Avenue Monday evening. I, I don't know. So uh the New Haven Police Department sent out an email press release this morning. Uh there was a shooting, I guess, yesterday around 8 24. And I, you know, I was I had to have been coming through there around that time because I had dropped Ife home. So I had to be coming through that part of town. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what was happening. So they'll—I mean—we'll get—we'll get the details because you know they've got detectives out there. I mean, people are on it. So it's a. Uh, 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 He was shot and killed, not while playing basketball, the police chief said, but rather while sitting in a car in the driveway between his house and another young person's house on the 400 block of Shelton Avenue. So the car he was sitting in wasn't his. So uh, I I don't know what that's about, uh, but it'll it'll all come to light, you know, because I know they're out there. I know the Texans are out there with uh, boots on the ground trying to get all the intel they can to figure out why this happened and, uh, and, and find out who did it. And it, I mean, it's gonna, I mean, they, they find out who you are. I mean, it just comes to a head. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very rare that, you know, you could, you could, uh you could, uh you could do this kind of crime and get away with it. You know, it's just, they got, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna be found out. And uh and, and 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 that'll give the neighborhood uh a uh a, a moment to exhale because I'm sure everybody's holding their breath. And, and I'll tell you what else I know. I know somebody knows. <laughs> I'm sure more than more than one person knows. So it's just a matter of time. It's just a time thing now, I think. Do you know what I mean? Like I think I think it's a time thing. So uh but anyway, as as we find out more, as I find out more, I'll share more. That's you know, once I find out more, I'll I'll share more. But if you want to keep up, you know, you can always go to New Haven Independent or uh you can go to the Inner City News too, uh, because we 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 follow the same wires as everybody else on our site, the innercitynews.com. Um, so if you're uh uh, uh check out our site too. you know we'll we'll have the news up too. So uh it's just a, another uh, a tragedy because I th- some some parents are are dealing with this both both sides of these both parents are, are dealing with this now because uh, uh, it's, it's, somebody's going to get locked up for this and that's going to be hardship on their family. And and the young person that lost his life—that's hardship right now for his family, uh, because now they've got to um, bury their bury their son uh, to senseless gun violence, right? Because I, I don't I don't get any of this. So you need conflict resolution skills because these life changing decisions that these young people are making. They can't come back from, you know, I mean, 20, 30, 40 years of your life spent for this kind of foolishness over something that could have been resolved, and dealt with, if talked out, uh, uh, now it's going to cost you a life sentence. It, it, and it is. And, and they will find find you. I mean, that's just what happens, you know. So anyway, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot it is a lot it's a lot and we're not even to summer yet you know we're not even to summer yet i just need these young people to stop making such finite decisions about their lives in ways that just changes to the trajectory of their lives You know, that's that's but I I know there are people out there in these streets that are working on this very issue. So I don't say that to say nothing is being done. I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those uh, Monday morning armchair quarterbacks. I I know that there are people right now, right now, um, not just law enforcement, not just law enforcement, but folks who work with young people are on these streets. And, and 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 doing their best to squash beef and and to uh, uh, get resolution and 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 all the things that we say we need to happen, you know, with with then they're doing it with minimum resources. You know, they're out here talking to young people trying to shut down violence, and they're doing it with minimum resources. So when we talk about reallocation of resources or defund the police, we're not talking about getting rid of police officers. We're talking about demilitarizing police departments so that we can add, we can use these resources for other things that make sense in our neighborhood to that actually curtail crime. More police officers don't curtail crime. You know what curtails, curtails crime? opportunities and access to resources that people need in community. So whether that's job readiness, whether it's after school programming, whether that's health, raising health awareness stuff, whether it's fair housing, it's all these things that, you know, we hear over and over and over and and we starting to get fatigued about because we just feel like, well, gosh, if it's that simple, why aren't they doing it? Well, if it's that simple, why aren't they doing it? That's the questions you ask your alders, your state reps, your senators. Your governor, those are the questions that you ask. Your president, those are the questions that you ask people. You know, those are the very questions that you ask. You know, Uh, if it's that simple, why are we doing it? Like, why, why, why can't we do something about housing? Why can't we do something about uh, uh, kids dropping out of high school. Why can't we do something about after-school programming? Why, what can't, why can't we do something about uh health disparities? I mean ridiculous health disparities. Why can't we do something about that? Because I, I guarantee you, if you start working on some of those things with full force, with the all deliberate speed, then that will alleviate some of this other stuff. Because everything is connected. It's an ecosystem. Poverty is an ecosystem that we can eradicate. We know how to do it. But you know, you got these republicans in here who want to put more more restrictions on access to Medicaid, more restrictions on access to to uh food stamps, SNAP, stuff like that. They they want to put restrictions on how to access additional medical care and and preventative stuff, you know. But 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 nothing about, you know, how do we stop making, you know, all these Weapons of mass destruction, and and please don't come at me with we need this stuff. We stockpile stuff. We stockpiling, and the technology that we have now really doesn't require it. I, I, I'm just saying, truth be told. But I know we got to keep people employed, you know, and so, but we're not thinking innovatively. But that's a horse of another color. So everything is connected. Poverty is an ecosystem that we've created. You know, and that we are unwilling to tear down, that we're unwilling to sort of raise up uh, our neighbors, that we're unwilling to, to ensure that our citizens have all that they need so they can be thriving citizens. So that when they say uh, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that means that's attainable for everybody. Maybe I'm preaching to the choir. Am I preaching to the choir? You feel me? I must be preaching to the choir. I must be. I, it must be. See, that's what, that's what I mean. We we need we need we need new fresh leadership. We need new innovative leadership. We need cutting edge leadership. We need people who are not afraid that you know what? Listen, this is the right thing to do because it's the right thing to do. Not oh, I can't risk doing the right thing because it's going to cost me votes let the dice fall where they may but we don't we don't have we don't we need we need politicians like that you know who's who 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 are not concerned and i know if you can't get elected you can't do good i know if i can't get elected i can't do the work of the people so i i got to be moderate on some things and i can get elected and then move move that way that's a strategy <laughs> that that's a strategy I get it. You know, I get it. I get it. Meanwhile, the Republican candidates out here just wilding. (laughs) they just wilding and racking up votes. Wilding. I mean, they're not going to get the popular vote. I mean, they're not going to. Nobody's going to reelect Trump. And nobody's going to reelect DeSantis. No one's going to elect DeSantis because I know this. Uh, 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 Florida might want that foolishness, and maybe one or two other states might want that foolishness, but the whole country is not going to want that foolishness. That whole country is not going to want that foolishness. So yeah, so while the press is, you know, is fixated with DeSantis and whatever, and his foolishness and stupidity, uh, the rest of the country is not going to go for that. He might be big in places where that kind of rhetoric resonates with people. You know that stupidity stuff, you know, and stuff, but and not really getting to real issues. If I was a Floridian, I'd be asking some some hard questions, you know. But they they're not doing that. They 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 letting you know those old white people drive that stuff, and and some of that Latino population. Y'all need to check it, get with it. You could make it. You could make a whole hell of a different decision. You know, I I think, I think uh, Florida needs an exciting governor to come up out of the ranks. It's unfortunate that that, that brother was into some other stuff and couldn't pull it off. Um, but, I but there's, you know, Florida's a big state, got a lot, of, got a lot of colleges and universities. Talent can, talent can rise up. They just have to be willing. So we need, we need courageous people running for office. We need courageous people. You know that's all i'm saying these times and and you know you cannot put your head in the sand and you know I, you know what i cannot tolerate i cannot tolerate people who just have so much privilege that they don't concern themselves with politics you know they don't think about it They just think about their own Well, if it doesn't affect me, but you know, what happens to your neighbor happens to you. You know that, right? And I, and neighbor, I don't mean like the person that lives next door to you. I like the person who lives across town is your neighbor, particularly in your town or in your state, that's your neighbor. And, and if something goes awry for them, guess what happens? It's it. You should, you should consider it going awry for you too. You know, because we are in this ecosystem together you, you can't just pick and choose who you want to support and not support, who you want to notice and not notice, you know. So I'm just saying we got a lot to do, people, and I need people to, I need to, I need people, you know, you got that stupid Florida governor talking about this is where Wolf dies. I mean, the fact that he would say some stupid stuff like that, and the fact that, people could hear that and 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 be in alignment and agreement with that just sounds crazy I would I would say well what does that even mean governor what does that mean what does it mean when you have when you when you're banning books why are you banning books what does that do for you to to ban books but that's not shut down a uh, conversation what what it does is just make make your citizenry stupid. And, and I guess maybe is that the goal? Then you should say that to the people make, and let them make a conscious decision about I, we want to be stupid. Well, I kind of think they already know that. That's why they vote the way they vote. I think they know that they're deliberately making a decision to be consciously stupid. I, I don't know. This is my show. I get to say what I want. <laughs> I get to talk to kind of ish that I want to talk because, you know, I can't. And if people feel some kind of way about it, you know, put your comments in the thing or whatever, or or keep it to yourself. I it makes no difference to me one way or the other. I got the mic, <laughs> and when you got the mic, you know, you, you could you could you could free flow. So I'm just saying, if we want things different, we got to be different. We got to ask questions. We got to ask the right questions. And I and I don't mean questions to gaslight, because I know people. There's some whole tips out there that ask these ridiculous questions because they want to gaslight. I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm legitimate, honest to God questions about allocation of resources, right? Uh, the education of our of our children. That kind of those those questions, you know. Uh uh how do we deal with uh, you know, when we talk about immigration policies, how do we deal with that fair and equitable? How do we deal with that? we have enough intellectual capital in this country coming out of all these universities ivy league and not ivy league alike where we could mix it up and get in and solve some of these issues but there has to be will there has to be community will country will and political will has to be will you know and it takes a lot to educate people to get them on the same page cuz god knows God knows I'm exhausted when I hear the comments from people. And when I hear the comments in my own town, you know, when I see the comments on the New Haven Independent from people, I, I know we have a lot of work to do. So anyway, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to be back with the folks from Shimmer Part 1, that new musical that's going to be on its way to Broadway. Uh, They're debuting it here. So I'm excited to talk to them at 10.15. So y'all stay tuned because I, I think it's gonna be it, it's going to be good. So I'll be back. Thanks, Nora. Play some music. I want to dance. All night, Monday morning. I'm sick of this job. I'm waiting. Tuesday gets here. I'm only hoping for the... Sure, our plans are still tight Thursday brings a smile will not be putting up with this book In a little while Me and my girls, we turned it up last week Boys love this club, cause ladies get